We're here to inspire, inform, and connect entrepreneurs and high achievers. Welcome to Results Radio with the number one results coach in the country, Sean Shuchuk. Sean is as focused on your results as you are. Visit our website at www.yourresultsradio.com and take advantage of the free tips and gifts. Plus, get your copy of the best-selling results journal developed by the number one results coach in the country. With you in mind, it is the most powerful achievement tool used by high achievers today. Here is the host of Results Radio, Sean Shuchuk. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Chuchak. Welcome back. We've had some incredible guests over the course of the last few weeks. We've had some amazing conversations. Today is going to be no different from that. As a matter of fact, we're going to take a little bit of a detour and do something that's interesting. And for some of you, I think very, very timely to talk about a little bit of a different aspect of lives and businesses and careers and how it impacts us personally, as well as our family. But before we do that, If you haven't done so yet, go to our website at yourresultsradio.com and get yourself a copy of the results journal. It was designed with you in mind to help you accomplish more and to do it in less time. Now, always talk about results and we've talked about success and we've done different shows over the course of the last few years where the guests have shared a whole host of variety of topics and challenges for you. But today we're going to do it a little differently, as I said. Um, I want you to think about something. As we go through some of the challenges, the entire globe right now is facing and we're working through together. It has brought a lot of different things to the surface, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. And one of the things that I think is really important is how we as individuals, as human beings, is how we deal with some of the things that, that come our way. Some of them have become a little bit more evident or prevalent over the course of the last two months. And we're going to have a conversation about that today. Listen, I want to share something else very, very interesting with you. I have received over the course of the last two months, and I was just sharing this with our guests before we went on air, probably about 130 approximately phone calls and messages from people in leadership positions around the world in different companies, people who are facing untold challenges, something that they have never had to deal with before. And these phone calls weren't about how do I grow my business, they're about how do I deal with some of the challenges that I'm facing as a result of the COVID-19 challenges that all of us have encountered. Some of us being you know, locked in our homes for extended periods of time, depending on the jurisdiction you reside in. So if you are facing some of these challenges, I encourage you to go through the entire library of our shows at yourresultsradio.com, but also listen to today's shows, take notes, and just don't take notes, start to work through and implement some of the things that we've talked about over the course of time. There are, there's an incredible amount of amazing information for you. Today, my guest is a leading authority and author on compassion fatigue, vicarious trauma, and life loss balance. She's also a coach. And listen, when, when I say she speaks, she speaks an incredible amount, a lot over Zoom. I'm going to make the assumption over the course of the last few weeks. And listen, we had a conversation, a couple of conversations now, and the first thing I thought is, you know what, I want to be able to go into depth. So today we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive. Barbara Rubel, thank you so much for being on Results Radio today. 
Thank you so much for inviting me. And I have to pause right here. I love when you said we're going to take a deep dive because I believe that in taking a deep dive, many of us feel like right now during the coronavirus, we are drowning. We are drowning. So I appreciate that metaphor because I think it resonates in in many of your listeners. I believe you're right. Tell me a little bit more about, and our listeners, of course, tell me a little bit more about what it is you do and how you bring your message and show up in the world, please. Mm. I think in sharing my story, it comes to my lost narrative. We all move into our careers because of a passion or because of perhaps a loss in life, but something propelled us into our careers. My father killed himself while I was in the hospital giving birth to not one baby, Sean, not two, but three. I was pregnant with triplets when I was told he ended his life. So the beginning of my career was focused in on helping suicide loss survivors and other people who have experienced great loss. But then it moved to what I'm doing for the past 10 years, and that is focusing in on professionals who are burned out, who are experiencing secondary traumatic stress, who are experiencing vicarious trauma and can't go back to work and can't hear one more story. Think of all the nurses right now, all the people in the trenches working with the coronavirus, how difficult it is. So that's my focus, keeping professionals healthy because they love their job and they want to continue doing their job. But so many people right now have lost their job and they are trying to keep their, as using the same metaphor, trying to keep their head above water. So what we'll do within this call is maybe focus in on what you think their challenges are and what can they hold on to? What's going to be that life raft so they don't go under? Like where are their strengths? What are those strengths? How do they put those strengths to practice? to build their resilience, to foster their resilience so they could continue doing their job or reinvent themselves and create a whole new career for themselves. Well, first of all, that's an incredible lead into this. And thank you very much for, for sharing that. God bless you for taking this on, I guess, after experiencing what you just shared with us. Mm-hmm. You used a term that I want, to, I want to focus in on for just a second or two, and it's vicarious trauma. Can you share with us what that is what that means, please. Yeah. Right now, when we put on our televisions and we watch the newscasters or we look at the videos or or listen, what we are seeing are people in crisis, people who are traumatized, people who are experiencing such stress and loss and trauma. But as a professional, what they experience in helping these folks is vicarious trauma the client, the patient, the person who is at the food bank, they're experiencing the primary trauma, but anyone who's helping experiences vicarious trauma. But we also, just as viewers, just as listeners, hearing that, seeing that, that story of loss, the story of trauma, we are now becoming vicariously traumatized. So I'm telling a lot of people on other radio programs when I'm speaking specifically to this is, Shut the TV, shut the radio, put some music on. We are overwhelmed by the adversity going on around us in our world. Yeah, you're right. You know, what's very interesting is this is something I've had the conversation with many, many, many times with people because what we absorb, what we focus on, what we watch and listen to becomes part of us. And over the years, we've talked about the conscious and the subconscious mind. And for those of you listening right now, 
in the change results community, you know you've heard me talk about this. Our guests have talked about this. If this is your first time you've ever tuned into Results Radio, I really encourage you to go back and listen to some of these shows because what we internalize, in other words, what we accept uncritically becomes part of what we are or focus on. You know, you've heard the line, you become what you think about. And the same thing applies. We've been gifted with the ability to accept, reject, or ignore any thought or idea that comes our way. But when we uncritically accept everything, which is what happens with most people when we sit down and we tune in to our, our TVs, we end up starting to live a different way in a different life. So I love that you shared that, that with us. What do you think? And right now we're, we're in the midst of something that none of us have experienced. None of us alive today have experienced what is going on around the world today. And we're all blindly feeling our way through it. As we start to uh, emerge from this, what do you think from your perspective, your experience is going to be an area that we should be looking at, focusing on in order to come out of this from a positive perspective? Mm-hmm. Well, that's finding meaning. I'm a sanitologist. My, I'm a subject matter expert in loss, traumatic loss. So in the study of thanatology, we look at death, dying, and bereavement, mourning, grieving, grief. And I think we all need to recognize that we are grieving a loss a loss of what was, a loss of what our expectations, perhaps not even a non-death related loss, but perhaps we know someone who died because of COVID-19. So with an understanding that we are grieving, we have to acknowledge that, we have to mourn what we lost and recognize that in being bereaved, we have been robbed of something. We have been robbed of going to our office, being with our friends. We have been robbed of going out to eat with people that we care about. We've been robbed. So we need to recognize the pain of that and find meaning in it. And then, depending upon your level of resilience, you can actually experience post-traumatic growth or personal growth. So the outcome, because when you look at results, that's what does that mean? Consequences, upshots, just basically moving ahead right? So what can, if you think about this, what can you take from this? How can you find meaning in this? Maybe that the world is not predictable or that bad things happen, or maybe something good. Maybe that you can understand, wow, you know what? I could actually reframe my thinking. I know how to cognitively change the way I think and be open to new possibilities. I created this fabulous principle, F-A-B-U-L-E-U-S. So F is about doing just that, reframing your, your, your thinking, cognitive flexibility. That's the F. The A is about attitude. So now you recognize with COVID-19, I have to evaluate all these stressors in my personal and professional life, and I have to be, have a positive attitude. And then B is keeping your balance, maintaining your limits, you is understanding of job satisfaction and why you love what you do and how you're going to redo what you've done. And L in fabulous is keeping your sense of humor. That's laughter. Always about opt- being optimist. Be positive. Be realistic. Anticipate the best possible outcome, even if you're out of a job right now. 
And then you is being united. That's being connected. That's about calling people that you haven't talked to in a while, going on LinkedIn or Facebook, because or, we have to keep networking. And then the S in fabulous is self-compassion. You have to be kind to yourself. You're going through a really hard time. You are bereaved. You have to recognize all those losses, but you're going to look at your strengths and you're going to figure out the best strengths you have and how to put them into practice so you will build your resilience and you'll experience post-traumatic growth or personal growth and come out of this okay. Because that's what we all want. We just want to be okay. Tell me something. You talked about a very positive perspective. And let, let, let me just play this out for a second. I'm one of those people today that maybe I have lost my job. Perhaps I've lost someone, and God bless you if you have to this, this, this virus, COVID-19, that, that we're all dealing with. How do, I, how do I not just maintain but continue to grow that positive outlook, that perspective, that, you know, we, we, the, 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 the adage that's been around for many, many years now, that positive mental attitude, how do I do that? The only way to do that is by identifying your strengths. I am listening, and through the years as a keynote speaker, I go into a lot of trainings and I hear people talk about eating right, exercising, yoga. Sure, all that stuff is good, but I focus it on your strengths. So if we're talking about, let's say, uh, F in, in the fabulous principle is cognitive flexibility or psychological flexibility. Tell me, what is your strength that when you put it into practice is going to help you be flexible? So maybe you could say, well, I'm going to be creative. You know what? Creative or curious are really two of my greatest strengths. And I'm going to be curious. And how do I put that into practice? Well, maybe I will call someone who is doing something that I want to do and learn from them or be creative in the way I approach my issue, my problem. And then I'll take that and then put it into practice to build my resilience. So you, you look at your strengths. Maybe you want a positive attitude. Well, what is going to make a positive attitude? Is it that you're going to be dependable or, or reflective or you're going to be outgoing? See, there are so many strengths that we have so we have to look within and take it and use it and put it into practice and move forward with our strengths. At this point, we are all traumatized by what happened to our communities, our country. And so we have to look within to our own inner strength, our own traits, and build on that. And that will foster your resilience. You can't look outward right now. It's too exhausting. So look within. That's great advice, Barbara. Thank you so much for that. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Chuchak. This has been an incredible show. I hope that you're really paying attention listening to this because so many people and so many of the calls and inquiries, even in our own office, we've had over the past uh, month and a half or two months, have, have centered around what we are discussing here today. We're to take a break. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute or two. What would being a best-selling author do for you and your business? Massive credibility. Your brand launchpad. Celebrity. Over two-thirds of Americans want to write a book. Get yours published now and distribute it around the world. More exposure means more prospects. More prospects means more clients. Even better, you don't have to do it all alone. You've got the leading publishing and marketing team doing it with you. At Results Press, it's easier than you dreamed. Visit us today at theresultspress.com. 
You and I know you're ready for more, for the freedom that you were promised when you decided to become an entrepreneur. Sean Shuchuk is the number one results coach in the country, and he wants to work with you, but only if you want to achieve real and lasting results. If you want five times or 10 times your income, and to do it fast, if you want that six or seven figure income, visit changeyourresults.com now. Send Sean a message and say, I want real freedom. I want to invest in myself and work with you. This is Results Radio. Welcome back to the second half of our show. Barbara Bell, you're here with us today, and I want to thank you again for doing that. We've really been having a good conversation so far the last few minutes, and I want to ask you a question. Let's say, and for everybody, it's different, and everybody's perspective is different, and what they've encountered is different, or they perceive it differently. I'm a business person, and this comes, of course, because this is who we work a lot with. I'm a business person. I, I've heard you know, that everything starts in the six inches between my ears. My business has been closed for the past seven or eight weeks. I'm, I'm coming to the end of, my, end of my rope here very, very quickly when it comes to how do, I, how do I stay afloat financially? How do I support my family? How do I keep a roof over their head? all these questions that are looming larger than life. And I know you don't have the answers about business or restrictions and government and lifting these, but you do know us as people and how the mind works. Please share with me if I'm that individual listening right now to this conversation you and I are having, how do I deal with this? How do I, this seems insurmountable to me. Please share Barbara. Well, it's interesting. I just posted not even five minutes ago on LinkedIn a new study that just came out, and I think they had over 50,000 people in that study, and it showed that those who have some kind of relationship to their faith online, because right now they can't go to their house of worship, but if they have some type of relationship online to their faith community, there's a less chance of alcohol and misuse of drugs and suicide. And that was a brand new study that just came out today. And so think about your faith and how that sustains you. Think about your family and how perhaps you won't do drugs or drink too much or kill yourself because they need you. We have to be very mindful. I'm also a suicidologist. My my specialty is suicide postvention. So I've helped people for almost 30 years handle suicide, deal with suicide, manage suicide, because it is the most painful of experiences. And right now there are many people, maybe perhaps even someone who's listening, who's thinking, I can't take this anymore. Too many losses. You have to hold on to hope. You have to think about tomorrow. Think about yourself, but also think about your family. And don't ever end your life or drink too much or do too many drugs because when you're in that state, you may then take your own life. And the families that you left behind, they just are devastated forever. So you have to hold on to hope. You have to reach out to people around you, your family. There's always someone to talk to. And especially listening to programs like this, Sean, where we offer hope, we instill hope, because no situation is hopeless ever. That is the most important thing, is to look. I mean, the society right now, it is a very sad situation, but every day will get better. You will get a new job. You will start again because of those strengths that I mentioned before. 
And we also need a self-care plan, you know, an action plan about how you are going to take care of yourself. Maybe that's creating a goal. What can you do? What, what are the reasons why you're motivated to accomplish that goal? What actions? You know, just creating an action plan. Like, what do I need to do right now? What resources do I need to get out of whatever hole you're in? Because your situation is not hopeless and you are going to be okay. And maybe even better than what it was yesterday. I want to focus on this, but I am going to do this because I know there's a lot of people right now hurting. Around this globe, there are people hurting. You're the expert in this, and I'm going to give you a very direct question because I don't think we've ever had someone with your expertise on our show. If I am that individual, God forbid any one of you listening today is there, but if you are, and you're contemplating taking your own life, first of all, as Barbara said just a moment ago, please don't do that. If you have to reach out to me, you can call. But I want to, I want to ask you a direct question. What's that one thing, what's that lifeline that you can throw right now as we are having this conversation to that individual, if they are there, if they're contemplating whatever it is with respect to however, whatever they're thinking, to taking your own life, what do you say to them? What's that lifeline that they may need to hear right now? The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. And a good friend of mine, Reese Butler, he's the one who created the Suicide Prevention Hotline. So many people could just call 1-800-273-TALK and talk to someone about what they're feeling. However, besides that, Call an old friend. Call someone who you knew from your childhood. Do something positive and be with your family because many people don't have a family. So I have to also go deeper than that and reach out to a friend. And perhaps your friend isn't available. Well, then reach out to the Suicide Prevention Hotline or there are online groups for people who are having emotional issues right now, you are not alone. There are so many people struggling with their mental health. So just get online. You could either type in suicide prevention or mental health, and there are things to read. There are webinars. I do webinars on this stuff to build our resilience because that's what we really need right now. But because we can't get out there and be with others, Again, it's about using your strengths, knowing that there's a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline for you, and that there are articles to read online to maybe help you understand what you're going through and that you are not alone. You are not alone. I've had to do this, I've had to do this Barbara, and I'm going to ask you, have you ever had, the, or have you ever had this to talk someone down from taking your own life? Well, yeah, I facilitated a suicide loss survivor support group at St. Francis Hospital in Trenton years ago. And during my group, someone was actually suicidal. Her, her son killed himself and he was only 14. And she said, I can't hear one more story. I'm going around this table. I can't hear it. And she got up and she said, I'm ending it. And we all, every single person in that group, there were only 12 of us, but we all ran out to her. We took the keys out of her hand. I called 911 and the, hospital, the, the ambulance came and took care of her, but would not allow her to drive. And, and also what's very important is if someone is suicidal, never take them to the hospital, ever. You can never drive because they could actually, and this has happened many times, where people have, you know, opened up the car door and jumped out. 
So that's very important that if someone you love is suicidal, you need to call 911 immediately to save their life or speak to their psychotherapist or, you know, whatever you have to do. There's a whole protocol in place. But Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to share something with you. Um, over the years, and I've had uh, literally thousands of conversations with the most, some of those brilliant minds just like you, Barbara, in different, in different areas, uh, different areas of practice modalities. And the one thing that has come out of this very, very, and for all of you listening today, what we put an emphasis or focus on and therefore internalize becomes part of who we are and how we operate. And if we do not deal with the negativity or the loss as we encounter it through life and we suppress it, it manifests itself in ways that we ultimately don't want to see. So, which can be in suicide or depression, or I mean, it can, it can go deeper than that too. Do everything you can to avoid focusing in and internalizing on those things that are negative are not going to affect you. Like the news, which we talked about almost half an hour ago now, um, really focus on what you want and not what you don't want. If you look at society today, and I've, I've spoken thousands of times, and one of the things that I ask every single audience when I speak from the stage is, what is it that you truly want? And you know about 98% of the time the responses I get are not what they want, they're what they don't want. I don't want to go broke, I don't want to divorce, I don't, I don't. And when we've put an emphasis and a focus on what we don't want, as all of you know, we tend to focus or we tend to attract into our lives the things we don't want. So I think one of the keys, and you can share and jump in on this too, Barbara, one of the things is really put an emphasis and a focus on what we do want. What are those important things, those, those positive things, and stay away, consciously decide to eliminate those things from your life that, listen, at the end of the day, we all know what's going on. We don't have to watch it on CNN over and over and over again. What we need to do is focus on what's important to us, our families, and if there's other areas, but that's really the key. Your thoughts? Yeah, when we focus on those things, we're focusing in on our fears. Mm -hmm. And instead of focusing on fears, focus in on what makes our belly laugh. So I, I remember years ago, someone wanted me to, they wanted to be my coach. And this person was like $20,000 a month. I mean, it was a huge, everybody knows her name. And she said to me, tell me what you fear. I'm going to work with you. Tell me what you fear. And I said, all right, I, I fear that I may have too many keynotes. And she said, well, what are you afraid of on the stage? Tell me. I'm like, no, no, I, I fear that because if I put myself out there and I'm going to have too many and I only want four a month. And if I work with you in the way you're, you're talking, I'm going to probably have eight a month. That's too much because I want a garden. I want to go to my place in Boca. I want to sit on the porch with my, my husband and have coffee. I don't want to be on a plane twice a week. And so she didn't understand. She came from a place of fear. What do you fear? And I say, no, no, let's look at what do you love? What do you love? Do you love to read? Well, then let, let's get you a Kindle. What, what do you love? Do you love to enjoy breakfast with, with your family, with your kids? Well, then maybe learn a, a new way to bake and bake something with your children. What do you love? Focus in on that. Focus in on the love in your life, the strength in your body, mind, and spirit, your faith. Whatever's going to keep you moving forward, or sometimes we just need to be wherever we are, knowing that people are around us. You know, I, I share sometimes the story of Winnie the Pooh. You know how he's in this big, dark, horrible thing. He's, he's so deep in this cave where his friends say, don't worry, I'm going to, you know, get a ladder and get you out. And he's like, you know what, maybe I, I need to be here. Just, just be around the cave while I'm in this dark space. 
and I know you're with me. We're not alone. And we have to know, like Winnie, he knows he's going to get out, but maybe he just needs the quiet and the darkness, knowing that there's light because there's people and places and things that he loves, and sooner or later he'll get out of that space. That's hope. That's holding on to hope. And that's the bottom line, knowing your strengths, holding on to hope, knowing that there is a lifeline, that telephone number, that 800-273-TALK, and that also think about your ancestors and how strong they were. We, our, our resilience is innate. It's in our brain. It's in our DNA. And think about your own parents or grandparents or uncles or whatever and say, well, you know what? They got through their hardships, the depression, the Holocaust, whatever, and they made it. So can I. Walk in that. What incredible advice. Thank you so much. By the way, for those of you listening right now that, that know this, and some of you may not, I'm way behind the curve, and I have two young children, two boys, uh, eight and three. My three-year-old Barbara is going to be forever a fan now because you referenced his favorite stuffy, which is Winnie the Pooh. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, for, <laughs> for all of you listening, uh, I'm going to ask a really important question. I ask this every show. The loyal listeners out there, thank you so much for listening and, and, and contributing to what we do Every single person today that's listening to us, Barbara, I would love if you would share a golden nugget, something that these people can, can wrap their head, heart, and hands around and take and implement in their lives when we finish speaking in a minute or two. I think they should grab a pen and write this down. Today is going to be a good day. And then even put an exclamation point at the end of it. And then if it's on a sticky note, put it on your, com- on your computer. Today's going to be a good day. You started this day by listening to this radio program. You got some good tidbits, but now it's up to you. It's up to you to decide, I'm going to stay in the power. I'm going to stay in my own strength. I'm going to build my resilience. I'm going to walk in this. I'm going to create a self-care plan. I will not end my life. I'm going to be. I'm going to do and I'm going to take action. So that's what I would recommend. Thank you for that. Today is the best day of my life. Barbara, if anyone listening today wants to learn more about you, uh, maybe wants you to speak, how do they find you? Well, my website is griefworkcenter.com, G-R-I-E-S-W-O-R-K-C-E-N-T-E-R.com or barbarubel.com, B-A-R-B-A-R-A-R-U-B-E-L.com. And also link in with me because I, I do so much on LinkedIn and just go to Barbara Rubel on LinkedIn and I welcome new contacts. That would be great. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for sharing with us. It's been an honor that that uh, URL again is griefworkcenter.com. Go there. Thank you so much, Barbara. This is Results Radio. I'm your host, Sean Chuchak. If you haven't yet done so, go to our website at yourresultsradio.com and get yourself a copy of the Results Journal. It was designed with you in mind to help you achieve more and to do it in less time. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Thank you for joining us today on Results Radio. Every show, we bring you the very best guests that share with you their experiences and expertise. Do whatever you have to do to join us for our next show. And visit us today at yourresultsradio.com. While you're there, get your copy of the Results Journal. Journal.